Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. My name's Tim. And my name's Harry. And this is episode number 93, Panic on the Streets of London. Ah! Are you panicking? Or are you ready? I'm always panicking. You are a little bit panic constant. Panic. You are shaking a little bit today. I'm, I'm all over the shop. <laughs> all over the shops Ooh. of London. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Got there slightly before you. Just a little bit quicker. It's fine. Move on. I'm moving on. <laughs> like the London buses move. And sometimes they come two at once. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing that I can say. I'm say it anyway. you got to try and make the links where you can, listeners. It's not an easy job, this one. It'd make it look like it's easy, but it's really not. No. Uh, I'll tell you what isn't easy. Going around London. <laughs> yeah. God, this is one of the best intros we've ever done. Should we just keep doing this for the next hour and not do a proper episode? Episode. That's one of these. No, I've run out. <laughs> we need to move on. You need to keep your London eyes on the prize, Harry. Oh. Right, that is quite enough. Yeah. Uh, where are we going to see him? On the flip side of London. Of the Thames, which is more of London. <laughs> London. Shall we begin? You alright, mate? Hello there. How's it going? Things are going well, thank you. You alright? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. I'm in a good mood, feeling sprightly today. Sprightly? Yeah. I've spent an hour with you and I wouldn't say sprightly. <laughs> I Why? I Why? It's just because you haven't been sprightly. Oh, I'm feeling it in myself. Really? I'm feeling quite fresh Any this reason week. for that? Um, I've been cutting down on the booze. That's helped. Nice. Um, yeah. By my standards, quite a big cut down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have an iron brew now. Yeah. Well, that's gone. I've it's polished finished. that off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for most of the last week, haven't been drinking, which has been a nice thing. Uh, I feel replenished a little bit and fresh and ready for... What's that, de- that detoxing kind of thing? Well, isn't that when you just like drink water? Or yeah. Although, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been detoxing, which, you know, that would be a lie if I said I had, um, as we'll come on to in a bit. I did go out a little bit on Saturday night. And <laughs> and maybe a little bit on Friday night and no. Sunday night and Monday. <laughs> no, Friday night I stayed in. Um, had a proper yeah, you did. chilled night in, um, which is very unusual for me. Um, not to kind of paint myself as some kind of partying monster, but I'm generally Party off, monster. off doing something both uh, weekend evenings. Yeah, and, yeah Friday. Nice to do so. Friday night I headed home, watched... Some stand-up specials and played with the dog a little bit and just kind of chilled out. Didn't That's not a that. euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Um, I did go out on Friday. Where did you go? Oh, uh, you did? No, we're not really out. I went to a friend's house. That's out. And we all had some beers and played some games and had some pizza. That counts. It does, yeah. It was outside of the house, so it's out. Yeah. It was really nice. Saw some friends I haven't seen for a while. That sounds good. It really needs to be done sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. S- Saturday night, out. Saturday Yeah, this this looked interesting. I saw your um your Snapchat story or your Instagram story. I saw your mum sort of jigging. God. It she looked was, like you're at a bar mitzvah or something. Show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seemed like. So it was, uh, we've had Alfie on the podcast. We and have, yeah. uh, his mother turned 50. We should call him by his podcast name because regular listeners will not know who Alfie is of course 
Italian 90s Les Miserable. There we go. So, 50th birthday and... His 50th birthday. No, no, good no. on it. <laughs> His mother's 50th and it was really cool. Everyone was having a laugh, having a drink. Mum, mum doesn't drink very much yeah. or very often at all. So, like, probably has like a glass of wine every two months. Yeah. So, she was kind of three gins deep and a couple of glasses of wine and it was she was just jigging all over the shop <laughs> yeah, i've seen your mum before shoes off it's very exciting running around like moving her arms and then the next day she's like my my arms hurt i was like well of course they would <laughs> six hours you were just shaking them in the air <laughs> but you're a bit like that when you drink am i yeah that's what definitely where you get it from i mean i i, I don't march around as much but i do dance weirdly where I would yeah. wake up the next day, my legs hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they hurt quite a bit. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a. That's when you down. know it's been a proper one. Yeah, when you got the burn. When you've got when the you, burn in the legs, you don't realise been... so you get out of bed and you stand <laughs> up and go, oh, <laughs> absolutely. I think your birthday was like doing this thing where you kind of low lower yourself down to the point where you're basically on the floor. Such a. Not really. It was kind of all the way back so then your <laughs> your knees are in the yeah it is it's that basically but standing up so you're like hello and you you just kind of all the way down and then until you, you're like holding the floor with one hand which is always disgusting i have absolutely no idea what you're talking about right now but i would love to see you do it i feel like i need to get up and do it but i can't yeah there's not enough space in here unfortunately i'd find space i always find space yeah but um it's like that tip it's like yeah know, but you... i don't yeah who knows next time we're out you're gonna to have to give me an example of this oh fine i'll do it every night anyway <laughs> i'll do it when i want <laughs> um yeah it's been a, it's been nice it's been a nice weekend good all good um and we did a little bit of shopping yeah we did that was a little uh expedition for us and former guest emily um to help try and find you some new glasses which is quite exciting because I think people who wear glasses all the time, it becomes a very kind of defining feature of their look, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it's not like going and buying a new pair of trousers or something. No. It's like going and buying a new pair of... Face. Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Um, it's like it becomes a staple of your personality. Yeah. Your glasses. So it's always like a big decision and I always take way too long deciding I don't think there is too long I think it's important what made me laugh was uh, one your insistence on very seemingly minor details of glasses <laughs> like they have to have little yellow dots on the front and not yellow silver yeah. little silver dots on the front and the fact that basically you kept just going back to ones that were almost identical to the ones you already have yes but the ones I've chosen are different are they? I haven't seen the final decision. If you know, if it, if people know Ray-Ban Clubmasters. Are they the ones Clubmaster? with the silver bit at the bottom? Because you were keen on silver those. Silver at the bottom and then it's got that kind of big eyebrow at the top. Yeah. There's a lot of sunglasses that are like that. Cool. I'm going to go for some of that because they make me look kind of like I know what I'm talking about. Nice. That's, I, I liked them. You tried some a few pairs of them, I think, at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I was into the look. Good. So that's the final decision. It's a weird one because when you get glasses that aren't that are quite different they always they're always going to look weird to a yeah. certain extent like I look at some round ones yeah 
and I don't suit round glasses, but there are some that I'm like, if I wore these for six months, I'm sure people, people would, just, would be used to them. People would just get used to them, yeah. And also, everything, it feels especially mad to you. Whenever you wear or wear glasses that are a bit out there, or any, wear anything, actually, that's a bit out there, mm. it's you who feels like it's the most insane thing in the world. Whereas, especially living in a place like Brighton, you could, you could wear some yellow trousers with blue boots and a shirt with a cat on the back <laughs> is and that the most mad outfit you can think of some yellow trousers very and a blue quickly. shirt no blue trousers and a shirt no blue shoes and a, <laughs> and a shirt with a cat on the back which i do have one of those actually yeah um i couldn't think of anything sorry <laughs> basically something really mad and nobody would really bat an eyelid yeah you, but you're thinking, usually I wear jeans and a t-shirt, so I, I feel insane right now. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, definitely that. One day we should we should do that. We should wear something that's completely not us and see what happens. Although I know what will happen, we'll, we'll cry <laughs> and go home. Yeah. I mean, as we've spoken about on this podcast before, I do occasionally dabble in things that are a bit out there, but then bottle it at the last, at the last moment. Yeah, what's the last thing? Did those shoes come? The leopard... Converse came, yeah. And, and? Uh, do you know what? I actually, I had a bit of a, a t- torn. I was a bit torn about them, basically, because when they came, I thought the same as when I saw the picture of them on Instagram. I thought they looked quite cool, but I just wasn't the person for them. Not cool enough. <laughs> okay. I just, <laughs> Not I, cool enough that you didn't show anybody. I think I did take a picture. I don't you know if I sent them to me. you. No, but, I put a little bit of it, but it's okay. <laughs> but I just thought, I'm not going to wear these with enough confidence for them to work although I did look at them and think on someone else if they really went for it I would rate those hairy leopard print converse yeah I'm thinking about them on my feet now and it wouldn't work no no you gotta be a certain person at least pretend and tell me that I'd fit them and that I would suit them I'm not gonna pretend you'd suit them because you wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) okay fair enough (laughs) I'm trying um, to think what I'd look like, but I can't think of a funny know. thing to say. I'd just look like an idiot. Who knows, mate? Who knows? Um, we should probably move on. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to drag this bit out too long. I don't know. Unless you've got any other bits to talk about. I had breakfast the other day. Breakfast? How was that? <laughs> well, we did have breakfast, yeah. yeah I'm not going to bore people with it was all good, the details. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. But uh, yeah, that would be far too boring a subject for us to really dwell on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Harry, the eternal question. Do you have a musical highlight of your week? Yes, I do, Tim. Thank you very much. So, George Lewis Jr., better known as Twin Shadow. Twin Shadow! So Twin Shadow is back. Yeah. After, to be fair, not so long, 2015's Eclipse. That's three years his latest ago. album. True. Um, confessed before that 2012 and forget 2010 which is the one that I remember yeah. solidly as being quite a, a massive album of that year and it was a real breakthrough record of like discovering music and finding some weird stuff that isn't really at all what I was listening to at the time yeah we, we were all big into that that yeah. album weren't we yeah um, absolutely I remember seeing him at The Great Escape during Really? that tour uh, and it was it was amazing that's quite surprising actually yeah great escape yeah um, so he's recently brought out two new singles and I'm going to talk about one of them in particular so the first one was Saturdays featuring Haim mm. 
And I believe you showed me this one. I believe I did too. What do you think about that track? I like it. I really like it. It took a little bit of um, of getting used to because it's slightly more poppy than what I was maybe expecting. Um, Because it's like you. I think Twin Shadow has become a more poppy kind of music over the last uh, few releases. But because I'm more uh, au fait with the first album, it did feel a little bit of a departure from that. But I really enjoyed it. It grew on me. I listened to it quite a lot. Me too. It was a, it was definitely a grower, and it was um, it's quite jumpy, and it still follows his eighties kind of aesthetic that yeah. he has. Um, but his newer song, "Little Woman," is a, definitely a step back from this kind of poppy sounding thing. Okay, I haven't heard this one. Okay, let's listen to the track first, then. Okay, and we'll come back. And you'll be a little bit surprised then. Oh, will I? So this is Little Woman by Twin Shadow. Shadow. Little woman, is it me? Want to build your suffering? Are you crazy? Just like me To let me close To let me be The one Loves a gun Loves a gun Pretty baby, let me know how to touch you, where to go with my fingers, with my tongue, with my anger, love's a gun, love's a gun. Thank you. 
So, there we are. Twin Shadow with Little Woman takes on that. Well, I mean, there's a lot to take in there. It's really interesting. Uh, Very. I think I said to you during it, is this all one song? Because it felt quite kind of, um, you know, a lot of separate parts that mm. didn't really blend into each other. In fact, in some cases, really just fell off in one from one end to the other. And I think I enjoyed that, although it was a bit confusing to listen to. The, the, the parts were kind of, they are married together. Uh, they do drop off to the point where it sounds like when a song ends mm. um, the fuzz sh- sh- yeah, and then it boom it comes in um, and it does it is similar enough that it, you recognise it as the same song but I, I first thoughts I have on it is how Phantom of the Opera is that yeah it is a little bit it reminded it definitely Phantom of the Opera and it reminded me a bit of Fantasia as well yeah just got like fantasy kind of creepy emotionally brittle yeah, like feeling to it, like he's. You can hear that in the quivering in his voice, which is done digitally, I guess. But yeah. I really liked it, and I, I I had it on in the background when I was working once, and I, it must have played like once. And then I remember kind of just refreshing it because I was just I didn't I didn't really hear that. That was weird. Yeah, and I did that like four times without really listening to it. And then I just today actually was the first time I really sat down and listen to it fully and it's grown on me yeah big time like i can't wait to hear what the album's gonna do it's really sounds like an opener yeah it's really intriguing yeah um if it also felt a bit like the end of like an episode of like a making a murderer type of thing where you've got like the the aerial footage over like a big scene and you can you're kind of starting to piece things together it was kind of i don't know it it just it conjured up a lot of imagery and a lot of... Um, it's got that serial kind of pizzicato, like, boop, boop, yeah. boop, yeah. I liked it, though. Very, very different. A unique piece of music. Yeah. Full show. I'm glad you like it. I do. I really do. Tim, what are you going to give us? Well, this is in some ways a, um, a first for tracks in that it's a repeat of a musical highlight of the week. If that makes sense, you're looking confused. Because I thought you were going to say, like, we've not played them before. And no. it's going to be literally, we've played them before. <laughs> well, the, the song we I'm going to pick at the end. You'll you'll see where we're going. Um, I'm ready. But on this week, of all weeks, there was only one thing I could possibly pick as I my musical highlight of the week. <laughs> on Saturday evening, uh, my little sister Lizzie and I headed to Brighton's very own The Brighton Centre. And we saw... <laughs> The man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Morrissey. Saw him for the second time live in concert and it was just as exhilarating and amazing as it was the first time, I think. Um, so um, within three weeks, for you, yeah, you've seen some pretty great people. I've had a good, good three weeks. James Blake, Kendrick Lamar, Bonnevere, Morrissey. That is pretty, pretty tidy. Yes. That is lovely. And sadly, I don't think I've got anything that exciting coming up. Although, potentially, I'm still trying to source tickets to see Young Fathers in a couple of weeks. So that would be pretty big for me if I can do that. Um, But, yeah, Morrissey. It was so, so good. How was it at the Brighton Centre? Um, I think we've spoken about that venue before on this podcast, and I'm not always the biggest fan. It can feel um, a bit empty. But... One, it didn't feel empty. It was very, it was sold out and very much full. Um, 
And I think the thing about an artist like Morrissey is that he he brings such a reaction from the people who love him that it felt really, really full of atmosphere and really full of excitement, the room, straight away, that it kind of, it didn't really matter where you were in that everyone's enthusiasm to be watching such an icon um, kind of overtakes the venue in a way. Um, basically, all it meant that he, was that he had a nice big stage, really good sight lines from the audience. Um, everyone... It was. It's interesting, actually. There's not many gigs where I've seen it, but both Morrissey gigs I've been to, the same things happened. Where as soon as he comes on stage, there's a real, like a really noticeable surge forward. Mm. Everyone just kind of condenses, um, so you get much closer than you thought you were going to. Um, and he just proceeded to be the brilliant, brilliant Morrissey that he is. He's, he's, I'm always blown away by just how good his voice is in real life. Is it a year ago since you saw him last? A bit longer, probably eighteen months. Um, so between then he's had the new album so are we talking similar set list but with new songs it was a, there was a lot of low in high school the new album he mm. played a lot of that um, not not very similar set list at all actually um, a few kind of classic touch points um, some Smith songs well this is where I'm going to get to uh, so he play, comes out he's brilliant um, sounding unbelievable looking so cool I mean he's not I personally wouldn't wear any of the clothes he wears but he just looked, he just looks like Morrissey. He's, he's just brilliant and he's just got such a swagger around the stage and there there are so many moments where I'm just kind of standing there and I think, I'm not even sure I'm listening to the music right now because I'm just staring and I can't quite believe that Morrissey stood there. It's still, it's just such a thrill for me to be in the same room as that man. I, I, I can't put it into words. Um, but he did, he played quite a lot of the new album, um, which I really enjoyed in the, the band were really, really good. They, I think they've got a new keyboard player who he he was making me laugh because every time I looked over, he was playing something else. Like <laughs> <laughs> one second he had, like he had a huge like stacks of keyboards that he was playing, but then one, then all of a sudden he was playing a didgeridoo, then he had a trumpet, then he had like a um, what's it called? Uh, harps, you know the harp? no, you know the things it's like keys on one end and you kind of accordion accordion that's one he was playing an accordion he just seems to be playing everything he was brilliant I loved him uh, he was kind of after Morrissey the absolute star of the show mm. um, and that all the band had t-shirts that said animal rights militia on um, and it, it was just a great great night um, and you might remember last time we went to Brighton Centre for um, Bonobo, we saw someone with a massive beer, a two-pint beer, and went, oh, where did they get that? And never actually managed to find ourselves one. Me and Lizzie did find ourselves two-pint beers, so I had an enormous beer, a bucket of a beer. hand beer. Yeah, uh, and it was all so brilliant, and I was absolutely loving it. And then the moment happened, which I'll probably, I'll probably remember for the rest of my life. Um... Morrissey doesn't play a lot of Smith songs, generally speaking. Um, and when he does, it tends to be the kind of lesser known ones. Last time I saw him, Meet His Murder was the only um, Smith song he played in full. And there were people behind us talking earlier in the night saying, oh, I wanted to play this charming man. And me and Lizzie were like, we didn't say it to them, obviously, but we were saying to each other, well, that's not going to happen. That is never going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I, both times I've been to see him, I've gone there without even daring to dream of hearing a big Smiths classic. Um, and then about, I would say, three quarters of the way through the set, 
he finished playing I think he played finished playing every day is like Sunday and then all of a sudden the lights went down no 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 it wasn't that oh. but it was it was the beginning of How Soon Is Now oh okay. and he played How Soon Is Now in full and that's still pretty great it was incredible I I was kind of on the one hand I probably know, prefer that song I yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's probably the best song Smiths have. It's, I certainly think instrumentally it's the most interesting mm. Smith song. It's one that, you know, to me, would be probably top of my list if I could pick one dream track to have been in the set. Um, and yeah, just to see Moz up there, I am the sun, it was unbelievable. And I was kind of like... I. I mean, we were both as excited as each other, but I was kind of like grabbing my sister's shoulders like, oh my God, this is insane. Um, mm. And yeah, it just felt like I was standing there just thinking, I never want these four minutes to end. Um, and I was just in a complete daze the second it did. And pretty much until like Sunday afternoon, I still just couldn't quite believe that I'd seen Morrissey play How Soon Is Now. It was, yeah, just magical. Um yeah, I I can't put into words how special that felt for me. Um, so what are you playing? Yeah, well, this is the thing. We've played a lot of Smiths before. Um, we've played How Soon Is Now before, so I'm not going to play that. Unless you think I should play that. I don't know if we have played that, have we? We definitely have played How Soon Is Now, yeah. Do you think I should play it? I think so. Okay. Well, I was going to I was gonna play something else from... Because he doesn't have support acts these days. He plays like a film beforehand which had loads I'm not putting anything from a vegan film no <laughs> no but this time it had loads of like live performances um right so there was kind of uh like new york dolls um things like that and there was a four tops um okay. performance which was like that was what got me and lizzie dancing before the show started so it was like a really cool way to start a show actually because it was everyone was kind of dancing around to these classic tunes um rather than a support band that maybe some people aren't that into that's quite a good idea um so the choice is, I'll let you choose. It's either Four Tops or How Soon Is Now. I want How Soon Is Now because I want the... Yeah, okay. Well, this is it then. It's the Smiths with How Soon Is Now. And just imagine me there unsuspecting in the audience and just hearing that note for the first time. <laughs>
shyness that is criminally vulgar. I am a summoner of nothing in particular.
Well, that has really just brought it all flooding back. What what a moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got no more words for it. Good. But undoubtedly my musical highlight of the Wee Wee Week. This is a serious message to everybody watching my update right now. So, regular listeners and fans of narratives may remember that throughout this year we've been going on a bit of a journey. Can you remember some of the places, things that we've been doing, Harry? We woke up. (laughs) (laughs) We, um, no, all I remember is that we were commuting last. I think we went to to space. We went to space. Then Then we had a nap. We went for dinner, I think. Made dinner, dinner. Cooked dinner. Um, then we had a sleep then we had a sleep then we got up then we commuted yeah commuted apparently I went cockney for that one then we commuted which is perfect because stop it for this week's episode this isn't cockney is that cockney what is that what am I doing just just like (laughs) I don't know what it is rubbish person oh sorry (laughs) thank you Harry thank you so much for your encouragement Um, well this week we're in London yeah. Because we've commuted there. We've commuted to London. That's where we are. This is where this is about. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to us. Um, and what we're going to do is play music by Londoners. Yeah. That is the plan. Um, and maybe take you on a little bit of a tour, a bit of a sightseeing jaunt around our capital city. Are you a fan of London, Harry? Oh, it's a very good question because I have such, like, mixed opinions on it. Yeah. I've had some brilliant times in London. I've had some bloody awful ones. Indeed. Um, I think so. <laughs> I think what so. an inconclusive there, answer. There are lots of parts of it that I like. I can see the romanticism mm. of London. Um, but it is busy, and I'm not the biggest fan of being around humans. Yeah. But I am used to it now. I do a lot of walking through London with lots and lots of people. You do. So I've kind of warmed to it. But I, I feel like living there would be another situation that yeah. I wouldn't be massively comfortable with. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, you, I you see, have lived there. I have lived there. I see it as a bit like a uh, wild animal. Yeah. It's nice to be close enough to see it, but I like to be a safe distance away from it. And it cannot be tamed. Yes, exactly. Um, I like the fact that we're from Brighton, like an hour away. I can go there when I need to go there. I'm there for work quite a lot. Um, And I get to go there for gigs and all exciting things. But I did become very rapidly tired of it when I lived there. Um, It's a lot. It's just a... It's a taxing place to be, isn't it? You can't hide in London. Can't. Although you sort of can. You're sort of anonymous at the same time. Which I also don't particularly like about Hmm. it. It's a good way of putting it. I like to be anonymous. Anonymous. He said anonymous. <laughs> I don't know what the opposite is. I like to be nominee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I get that. Um, 
but Brighton's like a little condensed version, isn't it? It's yeah. quite nice. But we're not talking about Brighton, we're talking about London. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've once slept on the street in London. Did you? Yeah. What the hell did you do that I for? I you that. No. That was a long time ago, about five years ago. Me and a girlfriend at the time had missed a train. Really? And you you slept on the street? We slept, literally slept, um, it was in North London, that train station in North London that kind of takes you to the Midlands. Um, I don't know. Padding, no, Paddington, that is a stanch- a station, a stanchion. A stanchion. No, anyway, I can't remember. People Whatever one it was. Um, and yeah, we just got caught and I, I, we walked around. Yeah. Like this was probably at like 11 o'clock. Okay. And we realized there's a lot of hours in between that time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like a lot. I think the next train was in like seven hours. So we had seven hours to kill. Mm. Which you think, ah, uh, just go some places and sort that out, really. Yeah. It's really hard to do that. It you is. You think it's alive all the time, London, but it's not. No, it, it does. People do go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so we walked around and we were in quite a Turkish area. <laughs> so there were lots of like shisha bars and stuff. Yeah. So we, we hang out at a shisha place. Some people thought we were Germans, um, which we weren't. And I still not. <laughs> um, and then it got to a point at like three o'clock when it's like the the woman in question was tired. Yeah. So we found this little cubby hole thing, like in the street, and like I laid down and she like kind of tried to go to sleep and stuff. And then I realised I can't do this. I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. Yeah. And it really made. And it was luckily it was the summer. It was really warm. It was quite a nice evening. But it's horrible. Yeah. See. That that's bold of you. I have a not too dissimilar story, um, mm. and I, I guess like you a little bit. I went to a gig with my girlfriend at the time. I think we went to see Frankie and the Heartstrings for some reason. Oh. Um, but this wasn't that long ago. They were that there was like a retro choice at the time. Um, yeah. They were really good actually. Um, but for whatever reason, similar thing. Lost track of time. Uh, missed trains. Got to Waterloo, and it was just lockdown nothing happening um both of our phones had died so couldn't work out like from buses and stuff how to get this when we were living we were living in kingston so it was like south of london but still not a million miles away um but at that point i suggested i guess similar to what you did i suggested let's just get a couple of bottles of wine and yeah you know thinking this was a romantic (laughs) um kind of you know flamboyant night that we could have down by the thames and watch the sun come up um (laughs) <laughs> she didn't think the same thing. I fairly sure cried at one point because she was so tired and cold. <laughs> I'm just there I like think we also thought let's go to the Thames. Yeah. We didn't even get there. It seemed like a good idea. It's so I... far away, London's really big. We just thought we'll walk to the Thames. <laughs> We're in North London. <laughs> yeah, that's we a long gonna walk. walk there. Um so yeah, and I think we ended up getting a very, very, very expensive taxi at about two or three o'clock in the morning. Um so, the moral of this story is don't spend a, a night without anywhere to stay in London. It's not that great. I'm thinking now, like, I was very poor at the time. This was just after yeah. university, so we had no money. Now I would just get a place for the night or uh, get an Uber to the That's station. That's not as easy as you think, I've tried that as well no, in London. because we, we did try that as well, and we, were trying to, we, we had a budget, so it was a lot harder. Yeah. But finding a place for the night that isn't like a hostel or something, and even they're quite difficult. Yeah. No, we, we called a bunch of places and they had like no beds left and stuff. Yeah, so. no, no room at the inn. I, I've had that experience on a separate occasion in London, searching for a hotel room and just no. 
not happen. What happened then? Um, I had to wait for like the four o'clock train back to Brighton. Whatever oh, the first the thing, one. I could have done that, mm. but I was had to leave from in South London, Victoria. She had to leave in North London, oh. so I had to stick around for her. Oh my word! It's a it's a mess. Do what you got to do, Tim. Sort out your accommodation. That's tip number one for London. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, and don't take it. Don't be naive. Don't be naive. That, that applies to everywhere, not yeah. just London. <laughs> just don't be naive in life. <laughs> um, um, but overall, no, I think I do like London. Oh, that's good. I'm I've glad. had lots of exciting times there. I'm glad we came full circle there. <laughs> <laughs> so after that first little jaunt around right. the capital, maybe we should uh, head to a place and listen to a song. And you're up first. I am up where, first. Where are you taking us and what are you playing us? So we've just arrived at Victoria Station, Tim, from Brighton. It's lovely. We've, we've got our bags packed. And we are ready to walk around the town. Um, the Big Smokers, they call it. Mm. Now, I don't know where this band are from. So what I've done is I've called them up and I've said, let's meet at the Thames. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what we like to do, isn't it, Tim? It is. We love it. It's a long old thing. Are they Londoners? You are they they can... are Londoners. They okay. are absolutely Londoners. So they know where the Thames is. They know where the Thames is. They might be near it. They might yeah. not be. Um, the band in question that are meeting us at uh, a nice little pub near the Thames are Stereo Honey. Stereo Honey. Have you heard of Stereo Honey? Uh, is it a Stereophonics and Black Honey supergroup? As far as I know, no. And then no. But that is something we could talk about after this, maybe. What about how bad that supergroup would be? Or how we can set it up. <laughs> um, so Stereo Honey are brand new. They're a quartet. They're a five-piece band. Uh, they're kind of here to bring back synthy indie guitar music kind of stuff. I think you're going to like them. They're on a mission. They're on a mission. Um, a lot of people would suggest they sounded like... Well, I personally think they sound like Wild Beasts. Okay. Well, and Well, there's very much a Wild Beast shape hole in the market at this absolutely stage. and interestingly i found out after my thought of they sound like wild beasts i found out they have the same management interesting so maybe they were like we need to find another, we need another wild beast yeah, quick another one um others might say it's a little tom york kind of his okay. separate stuff that he's done i'm going to play you a song called the bay and you're going to tell me tim after this whether you agree with all of the things i've currently said okay and also tell me if you like them i'll do that Let's do it. This is the Bay by Stereo.
so there we go that was the bay by stereo honey do you agree with my thoughts now i do yeah um definitely that kind of uh expansive feel that wild beasts always had i whenever i think of them i think of kind of you know a a vast space with mm. kind of lights shining over them and it being really um kind of beautifully sort of atmospheric and just like a moment in the summer um that and i can see that kind of music sort of flowing across the crowd as well i really like it yeah it's they're got, an evening band that's what they yeah remind me dusk of. yeah dusk dusk it's dusky music it's turning it's 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 summery but it's turning night yeah exactly um, mm. I'm not even sure I've ever actually seen Wild Beasts at that time of night. It's just when I imagine it'd be great to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Nice baseline. Cool tune. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, Tim, we are currently, we've had our drinks with Stereo Honey. We've had a nice little chat. We've had a little chinwag. Uh, we're going to leave the bar now, the Cobbled Streets. Cobbled Streets all the way by the Thames. Yeah, there's a few places with Cobbled oh, okay. Streets. Okay. Fine. I don't know that for sure. I made it up. But... Yeah. Anyway, we're by the Thames. Where are we going? Well, I'm going to say we should do a little touristy thing. I'm going to take us to the London Eye. And we're going to meet... Just over the road, over the river. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a thing. Have you ever been on it? No. I've stood under it. No. Would you like it? Are you scared of heights? I'm not scared of heights necessarily, no. Not in a not in a thing. I wouldn't <laughs> like to bungee jump or stand over... Like stand on something high and look down or anything. No, I don't like doing that either. But I can be in something like that. Okay. Okay, that's Have interesting to know. Huh? Have you? I've been on the London Eye, yeah. It slightly leans, which I don't like. Mm. It looks like it might just be a trick to the eye, but it <laughs> looks like it's slightly leaning, and I'm not a fan of that. I don't think it's leaning, but I don't it know. It probably isn't. Maybe it is. Who knows? Um, but I thought it was all right. You can get a decent view from up there. It's quite cool. Very decent. Um, a bit strange that it doesn't stop, so you kind of... Although it's going so slow that it's very easy to step off. It How does feel a little bit top? like... Whoa. And it doesn't stop, so you just you just go on a slow loop. But how how long does it take? I don't know. Roughly fifteen minutes. What? Maybe less. Rubbish. That's not enough time to look. Yeah, it was fine. No, I had a nice look. I enjoyed it. It was good, and we're going on it again. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we going on it with? We're going on it with Jamie Isaacs. Do you know okay. Jamie Isaacs? I recognise the name. Uh, he's kind of. I would say very much in the same realm as Rex Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, soulful vocals, uh, slightly jazzy beats, quite relaxed, quite chilled. And the interesting thing about him is that most of his stuff is produced uh, with his collaborator and flatmate in London, King Cruel. Lives oh. with King Cruel. How cool is that? How cruel is that? Uh, very good. Yeah. That's quite cruel. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite cruel to make someone live with King Cruel. Um, yeah. I think you're really going to like this song. Um, he's an artist that I've only heard three or four tracks from. Um, but, uh, yeah, every time I hear him, I, it makes me think of you, Harry, because I, this kind of music is just very much in your ballpark. So I think we should have a little listen to this track. You better be right. I hope I'm right. If I'm not, then I'm sorry. Um, but I think you're going to like it. This is called Find the Words, and it's by Jamie Isaacs. I'm stuck right here again With my feet drenched and my arms that never mend I'll mumble to the end Until I find the words Surely baby would have heard And you won't see me weep No need to stop me 
There you have it. That was a nice, chill tune from, I reckon, a nice, chill guy to go on the London Eye with. Yeah. What did you think about it? Firstly, I'd like him to play a little acoustic number while we're up there. That'd be nice. A little piano up there. Yeah, a little 15-minute bit, even though it should be longer. <laughs> um, yeah, he reminded me of... Uh, there's this thing about music where you... Maybe it's because we're a dis- music discussion podcast, but I always feel the need to think of what something sounds like Yeah. rather than just say, I like it. Yeah, because it it wouldn't be a very long podcast. If it was like, that was <laughs> yeah, um, but I it's like a, it sounds like a bit Tom Mish. Yeah, um, a slightly younger Tom Mish. There's a nice simplicity to it, isn't there? It, oh, it, it's very simple in a, in a nice way. Yeah. Like a, it's 
not and, complex necessarily, but it is smooth and it does have a lot going on. Yeah, and an album that we reference constantly, but it sounds like a few original Mistuds in the Library tracks. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, I like that too. I'm going to check that out. Good, I'm glad you are. It's, I think you're going to like him very much as an artist. Thank you. Nice one. So, uh, right, we've had our 15 minutes. You've moaned that it's not enough. You've asked for a refund. They've said no. Uh, you've argued a little bit too much. You've upset some tourists. Yeah. Um, we've had to leave the area quite abruptly. Okay. We're on foot, but we're moving fast. Where are we going? So, it, it's a good time to get quite far away from there yeah for sure clear the area so there's probably one good place to go um which is soho soho now this is where i work so i'm I'm familiar with the area so that's nice but we're just walking down the street actually mm. we just got through piccadilly circus Hmm. P. Yeah. Diddy Circus. <laughs> P. Diddy Circus. <laughs> that good. Uh, we've just got through Piccadilly Circus. And uh, there's a boy over in the corner on a guitar. Oh, is it not Dizzy Rascal? The boy not. in the corner. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, again, uh, we're going to go over and check this guy out. His name is Joe Fox. Joe Fox, is is he looking well over in that corner or are we a bit worried about him? We were worried about him and now we're not. Okay, that's good. <laughs> because <laughs> the reason why we're in Soho is because I learnt about this story about this this guy, Joe okay. Fox. Now, he has quite an interesting story because I don't know the ins and outs because obviously he doesn't share them completely, but he started off when he was a little bit younger with a single single mother... Mm-hmm. as his mother um, <laughs> and for a period of his life he was homeless okay he was playing music on the streets as a you know a young man and it just so happened that hip hop star Rocky Balboa some call him ASAP Rocky in fact everyone just calls him that yeah nice. uh, ASAP Rocky saw this guy and was like hey what's that song on the street on the street wow and I think Joe Fox went up to him to maybe ask him to play. Hmm. And ASAP Rocky says, whose song is that? Joe Fox says, I wrote that. And he instantly invites him to his studio. Wow. From the street. From the street. Wow. Which that is, is a good story. It's the stuff of films, Tim. Yeah. It's the stuff you wouldn't you believe it hear. if it was in a film. And I almost don't believe it in this podcast. That's the thing. Like, part of me doesn't believe it, but I know it's true. Because he said it. And who would lie? And because that boy was me. <laughs> um, now this boy, man, has had such an illustrious career now. Since, since then. then. I mean, he's played with the likes of Nas. He was on the 2015 uh, album from ASAP Rocky, A Long Last ASAP. He opens up the album with ASAP Rocky on Holy Ghost. He is then on Fine Wine with Future and M.I.A. <laughs> he then, you'll love this one, Jukebox Joints with Kanye West. He's on like two more songs after that. Wow. And then... I've got no more air to exhale, listeners. This no, is huge. I mean, this is an album with Rod Stewart, Mig- oh, Miguel, yeah. Mark Ronson, Moss Def, Yams. I mean, this... 
you know, whether you like ASAP Rocky or not. This is the big. people he's worked with. This is massive for somebody yeah. who's been on the streets. Yeah, and for someone who hasn't. And for somebody who... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody, regardless of what your living situation, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And I love the story, because I don't think you really hear that kind of stuff anymore. No, it's, that it's is sports. You get a lot of this. That's pure ranks to riches, yeah, and it's lovely. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of stuff like that, but not, not with music, necessarily. No. Um, and he has an incredible voice. I mean, there's no doubt why somebody wouldn't pick him up and say, oh, come and play on, come yeah. and play for me. So, uh, I'm going to play you a track with Naz. It's called What's the Word? It is absolutely sublime, and I think you're going to like it. Okay, I think I am too. I'm excited. Let's give it a whirl, see what you think afterwards. No, I... around my way But they fake it through the day And I'm inside just counting blues Hiding from the TV news Sex and drugs is all my pleasure In this little life of leisure A pretty girl she don't believe Anything she hears or sees Well, what's the word on the street? What's the word on the street? What's the word I need to tell myself? Cause all these pills, they just ain't helping me I can't think to see Soon enough we all succumb Politician, stage magician, little difference What's your goals? What's the price of your soul? Perfections, imperfections, what a life to behold. No texting or intersections. Keep your eyes on the road, don't be caught in the fast lane, driving slow. Yo, I am rock and roll with Bebop, the rebirth of Leopold Stokowski. I'll be the first to rework verses so that they sound profoundly loud in the cathedral. I'm surrounded by evil. They brutalize unarmed people. Everybody got this, everybody got that. Everybody's rich, everybody acting like they pockets is fat. Copy this and copy that. They probably did somebody in the comments. You get bodied over that, now they call you the city's finest. We celebrate our killers, loving they rap And not enough graduates get respect I know it's real, it's crazy out here Not safe, yo, the Draco would clear the block What's the op? Why all the hate, yo? on the street? Now tell me what's the word? Just ain't helping me. So, there we go, Tim. What do you reckon? I liked that a lot. It was it was really really cool. Almost, and it says this says a lot about the strength of the rest of the track because you'd mentioned beforehand that Nas was in it, and I I got a couple of minutes in and I thought I don't even really feel like this needs Nas. I'm I'm enjoying this a lot as it is. Yeah, really 
just bouncy, fun little track. Great he voice. Sounds, he sounds like he's... This isn't like a first single or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. sounds like he's been doing this for years. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it was really, really cool. But then, obviously, the Nas verse came in and absolutely smashed it, like, it as expected. But Always would, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was brilliant. Really enjoyed that a lot. I will listen yeah. to that multiple times again. I'm sure. Oh, it's definitely one of them. Yeah, nice one. Good pick. So we're in Soho. We are, but I'm going to take us out of the throbbing centre of London. I'm going to take us east because I feel like a lot of London is a little bit commercial. There's, there's no escaping it. It's part of the beauty of it. But mm. sometimes you want to get a little bit of subculture. And more importantly, in terms of my pick, you want to get a bit of subculture sage. You're looking at me blankly because you don't really understand what I've just said. Why would you? Words. The act that I've picked for the next choice is Subculture Sage. They are a hip-hop group. I believe a duo, or maybe group. a trio. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure if they're a duo or a trio. Um, but what I like about them a lot is... I was very I was very sure that I wanted to pick a hip-hop track for uh, this episode because... Or, you know, some kind of that type of music for this episode because obviously that's such a big part of London musical culture at the moment we've got you know grime is blowing up beyond uh, the extent that anyone possibly could have predicted five years ago um, but we've you know we've covered some of that stuff I wanted to play something that is maybe not what is getting all of the press coverage at the moment and this act I think are really really cool um, they call themselves this is a quote directly from them uh, they say, we are loners in the UK hip-hop scene, having always done things DIY and in our own lane. We've got a punk approach to hip-hop. Our upcoming single vents our aggression towards the direction London and the rest of the Western world seems to be going. So they're obviously a bit political. They've obviously got something to say for themselves. And also they're just they're just really interesting. That, Like they say, they're doing their own kind of vibe here. Um, the track I've picked is called Chances, and it starts... You know, having told you that it's a hip-hop song, you can tell straight away that it's going to be something different from, you know, Skepta and whoever else. Uh, it starts with some kind of swing intro vocals, and then is you get this beat that's led by a really tender piano. And then you've got, yeah, just like this brilliant delivery, really cool beat, great track. I think you're going to like it. It's not a million miles away from the last one in some ways, but okay. I think you're going to like it. This is Subculture Sage with Chances. So man stands for his baby, it's a grand slam for the lady I woke up love again Who would have thought of how broken and it would come again Fuck it then, might as well get a bun in the oven there <laughs> Lonely selfish 
not like this planet's overcrowded Or that people should adopt more And clock to recreation should all stop for a second We got babies having babies for their softball What we doing? We acting as we should Are we being proper humans? If love's the most powerful energy that exists How come it only lasts a bit and then afterwards feels like shit? We sit there and tell ourselves, no, never again Love's not for me, I'm going celibate, friends And all it bloody takes is a half-decent conversation With the opposite sex And you're back on the act of mating Never forsaken, always the top of contemplation But who can blame us? The whole globe runs on fornication Sex sells, so why are we not so millionaires? I mean, someone's making money, but no one seems to care Three quarters still asleep, living life within a dream They're working half a fifty weeks and spending two to think of peace We're all trapped up in a circle of love Once found us, then lost, cause one felt it wasn't enough Circle of wishful purpose, energy, and eventually we come to the concluded rest in peace that love is more about pain than it seems. It's crazy how we do it. I mean, love is all there really is about us humans. We love each other spiritually, consciously coexist, but that same love of egos left society where it is. So the question is, can we truly love? Or our love ironically be the end of us soon enough? True love does exist. I believe it's in my gut. It just takes two souls to make it to take it through the rough. But fuck. I mean, easier said than done Cause paranoia's a bitch and jealousy's a cunt And how we think we're ready to share love with someone else When we can't even love this planet, let alone ourselves It's like we should take our hearts and put it on a shelf And just leave that there for you and nobody else But of course the opposite sex can love each other We got fathers, brothers, sons, daughters, sisters and mothers But husbands and wives, well that's normally there's some trouble Sweet honeymoon period and then Cause you bubble, you can stay together and in love just like some do But ask those that aren't, they'll tell you it's a struggle So, are you destined for cursed marriage? Or is it that nothing comes easy that's worth having? It's up to you, you do your love and once you found it You can feed it from your soul or let your ego drown it I stand astounded, have I clucked it here in this rhyme? Love's only relevant to an actual period of time I sit back and smile through my crooked teeth I'm done looking for love, I'ma let love come look for me it that was subculture sage what did you think harry very very swish very cool very nice very nice very nice i really liked that there was i was trying to think of what it sounded like um and i couldn't it was it was like i said earlier quite early noughties stuff yeah that stuff that you kind of listen to and never it never really took off yeah 
because maybe it was just not didn't find the right time but yeah. it had a nice sort of throwback feel to it didn't it I yeah. think um, but I just like that it kind of it doesn't have that sort of bravado that a lot of um, modern hip hop does mm. you know, the swag but it's not it's not full of that it's kind of it's coming from a different place and I you quite like you said that. a few words and it doesn't necessarily remind me of this band but do you remember Kid British I do remember Kid British yeah they were Kid, Kid British were good yeah uh, kind of scary Elizabeth, they they had a song called "Lost in London." That would have been good for this. Maybe it we'll finish been. on that. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We've Haven't decided to early them for so long. Either. Yeah, nice. um, very good. Uh, cool. Where are you taking us? We're in East. So, this was my very very first pick when I knew we were doing London artists, and we are going up to North London. From where is it? East. Where? What did you say specifically? Where? Or were we just in East London? No, I just said East. This weather. Okay, know, so hanging let's out say with the hipsters. We're, we're close to the centre. So we haven't got too far to go. We're going to Southgate. Okay. Gareth? Nope. Not Gary. Gary Southgate. Uh, we're going to Southgate, which is where a wonderful, wonderful musician was born. Of course. Amy Winehouse. Now, she actually went to a a place of worship... I, I don't know what they call it. Synagogue? Synagogue, possibly. And it was the end of my nan's street. Really? Yeah. We used to see it quite a bit. Wow. Yeah, that was the main reason why I've been for Amy. <laughs> uh, another one is because I recently watched Amy, um, or half of it, because I couldn't get through all of it, actually. Um, I find Amy Winehouse one of the... Uh, there's lots of emotions that go through that I go through when I hear Amy. Yeah. And it there's some are just I really wish you hadn't died because I just <laughs> I know that's an obvious thing to say, but it's she has a legacy because of how good she was, but she could have been one of the all time greats, yeah, I mean she kind of is anyway, right she is she's it, but it's that awful thing of in some ways. The, the tragedy of the story elevates the fame to a, another level of that. Exactly, that, that's very true. I just wish we could have seen her 60, 70 years old. I think she would have been an amazing character. Yeah. Um, so it's all, you can't help, no matter how happy the song is, there aren't too many of those. Um, Amy Winehouse songs will always be a little bit sad every time you hear them. So... The song that I'm going to go for is arguably one of her saddest. And I'm sorry to bring this down a little bit, but... Oh, this tour was going so well. It is, um, but we'll end it nicely. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, The song is I Wake Up Alone. (laughs) And uh, it's heartbreaking. And it explores such an obsessive nature of love and infatuation. And... Missing somebody, feeling their presence long after they've gone. It's we all know the obsessive nature of love. Oh, we do indeed. <laughs> Sometimes you buy green trousers. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so this is "I Wake Up Alone" by the wonderful Amy Winehouse. <laughs> Thank you. 
It's okay in the day I'm staying busy Tied up enough so I don't have to wonder where is he Got so sick of crying So just lately When I catch myself That everyone gets Just disappears Soon as the sun sets This fierce in my dreams Seizing my guts He, he floods me with dread So He swims in my trying i'm trying that was yeah that was a bit of an emotional roller coaster that wasn't it it was but it's so beautiful beautiful song just adore her voice so very much yeah um so we're in north london tim we're going to take a trip back are we going more south possibly because we're going to start getting a train back soon yeah we'll go south partly because i don't think we've been there yet london's going to close london is about to close up and funnily enough when things are about to close up you need to go to the door. My last song is called To the Door. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it kind of works. Yes, yeah, it works. Sort of works. Yeah. Uh, in an absolute classic uh, track show feature, it wouldn't really be a proper episode without this if I could say everything that I'm trying to say. Basically, there's a word here that I don't know how to say it. 
<laughs> and, and the jumbled intro to that pretty much sums up. I don't know how to talk. Um, and how would you say a band who, all in caps this is, Yeah. HMLTD. Oh, Hamilton Limited. Is that how that's said? I think so. Are you sure? Hamilton? Or Ham, I think it was meant to be Hamburger Limited or something. Who knows, mate? I, I know them. A friend of mine knows the drummer. Oh, really? I have um, thoughts on them that I can't discuss on the podcast. Oh, really? Interesting. I can, but I just don't really like them. Yeah. Well, I really like the song. I think it's really cool. Partly because it's it's almost kind of... Um, it's almost got like split personalities. There's bits... There's a little drop in it that you will just never, ever expect. It starts out with kind of almost Hank Marvin, 50s guitars... Um, and the kind of vocals that you hear a lot in the kind of mid-noughties indie that I was obviously a huge, huge fan of. Um, but it's experimental, it's energetic, it's kind of post-punk. And also I think this band, they just look really cool. That Like London, in some ways, is a bit superficial. But I tell you what, if you walk around the place, you'll see some people who look really, really, really cool. People do rock a look there, probably more than anywhere, many other places I've been to. Um, and... I love that in a band. Sometimes, even if I clearly wouldn't dress the way that they dress, a lot of it's like patent leather and green makeup. Green trousers. Um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah, green trousers. All the stuff. They look mad, but brilliant. Happy Meal Limited. Happy Meal Limited. That's what it stands for. I was close with hamburger. <laughs> and Hamilton. Hamilton. It's kind of mixture. Uh, anyway... I really like this song. I'm surprised that... I'm, I thought this would be a bit of you. Um, so I'm surprised that you maybe have negative feelings towards them. But I've just been poisoned by somebody else, to be honest. Oh, people are poisonous. <laughs> um, well, let's have a listen to this song and see what we think. It's the last one for today, so let's hope it goes down well. And picks us up from Harry's Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs>
So there you have it. That was to the door. I think a pretty cool tune. Just I think, the, I think it's a pretty cool tune too. The kind of culture clash of it. Yeah. Feels like two worlds colliding into this colourful mess. But a good mess. Yeah. An exciting mess. And what is London if not a culture clash and a colourful mess? Very good. Yeah. I mean, I nearly tripped up saying it. But a culture clash. A culture clash. Yeah, it's a late you one did this week. Trip, trip a little, but uh, but I would say that 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 quote is going down with one of some of the big ones. Down with the trumpets. That's a uh, carpe diem. That is. Yeah. Got That's kids good. in two thousand and seventy-seven. Like, what is London if it's not a culture clash? <laughs> <laughs> is that why the kids still like that? In yes. Fifty years. Fifty. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so that brings to an end our tour of London. Have you had a good time? I've had a lovely time. Yeah? Late, late last train back? Oh, we don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, police songs. <laughs> yeah, let's get the train just before, eh? Yeah, probably for the best. Um Anyway, listeners, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Uh, We appreciate it very much. We'll be back same time next week with another absolute thriller for you in this never-ending narrative, possibly, if we remember to keep it up. Absolutely. Um, There's really not a huge amount left to say other than I have been Tim. And I have been Harry. And this has been Tracks. We're going to leave you with the aforementioned Kid British with Lost in London. And we'll see you next week. See you later. When I come to London, I can get lost all day. So I get my directions and I'll be on my way. Cause I look like a tourist roaming all these streets. And if you come from London, you will know what I mean. I'm just trying to find my way around. Cause I don't really want to get lost. Oh, you must when I